welcome to another episode of Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, where we razzle Peter. No, no, I don't wanna. Uh, that's the, I that's am... the best thing about razzling is you don't get an option. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a non-decent yeah, activity. Yeah. Why did you phrase it like that, Dan? Yep. <laughs> you phrased it in the worst possible way. Got a I'm rapey all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm, I'm Nick, by the way. Yep, we got Nick. Yeah, I just said that. I know, I know. <laughs> trying to keep the format, guys. Um, I am your illustrious host, Katie, and with me is Dan Evanson. Hello. And, yeah. and Sultry Sue down there. I don't wanna. Yep. Well, you gotta. You can't make me. You're not my real mom. Too bad. I, um, I didn't even want the job. What, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I've adopted oh. a voice. This this episode's already off off the rails. Yep. What happens when Rachel isn't with us to keep us? I think we. I think we. We were off before rails. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever seen that episode of PJ Masks? So. Romeo, no. the bad guy, Why? he takes he takes the tracks from like this super train and it's got arms and it's taking the tracks from behind itself and then puts it in front of itself and it's just recycling the tracks so it can go wherever it wants. That's us. We are Romeo's train. I think I've seen that <laughs> in other cartoons. <laughs> Probably. Um, anyway, so we aren't here to be Romeo's train. We're here to be Shannon Chakraborty's fan club. There we go. Hi. I'm the treasurer. And I am the vice president, I call it. Okay. Yeah, good. Good. I'm the comptroller. Nice. Oh shoot. What do you comptroll? All all the funds we generate. <laughs> Wait, so what does the treasurer do? They clean my shoes because I'm the comptroller. Yeah, well, wow. I, I, at least Katie is the president, I guess. Yep, I would like to be Ozzy Osbourne on this crazy train. <laughs> Don't even. Okay, so you're the Ozzy Osbourne of the fan club. Yes. Okay, so we read the adventures <laughs> of. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Do you know how long it's been since I've headed an episode? Okay. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> the adventures of Amina Al Surafi by uh, Shannon Chakraborty, which you may know her better as S.A. Chakraborty. And what is she best known for writing? The City of Brass. Okay, yeah. Which, that I haven't read, but I've heard good things. Okay, thank God. I haven't read it either, and after reading this, I'm like, oh, shit, do I have to read that now? I have to read that now. Mm, yeah. Don't yeah, worry, it's a trilogy. So. <laughs> oh, good. Don't worry, you have to read even more. Darn, that's a shame. Yeah, gee, we hate reading. <laughs> uh, I think this is supposed to be a trilogy as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's what Goodreads tells me. That uh, yeah, I, sh I sure hope we so. Might get, we might get two more books, like by next year. No, holy. Yeah, number three is scheduled for publication sometime in 2024. No. Was this I one refused. of those she wrote all three and they kind of just are like flash releasing them? Could be. No, I don't want. What What don't you like about that, Peter? I don't want it. It just. I thought this was a good book and I liked it. 
and I thought it ended well, and I didn't want... I, books don't need to always have sequels, you guys. That's true, yeah, but like, and I, I do agree it ended well, but it also pretty explicitly ended with, hey, uh, there's going to be another book, so. Yeah, yeah like, she was explicitly like, hey, I have to destroy four more. Yeah, I know. Censoring, by the way. Look, I know that. I know that it's, but it's, it's, I, I liked that a lot more as a. Like as as the the forecast of the denouement, right? The epilogue is saying like, look, and she's going to have this legendary career ahead of her. She's already been a legendary pirate, and she's going to go on and have this even greater, more incredible career. And we've had or these adventures, and we've just saw seen like this this great adventure. And she's going to go on and have a lot more stuff and it's going to be super cool. But that's just like, it's just, it's just legend. I don't need to see it. If I see it or if I'm told that it's going to exist, then now it does, it, it no longer feels resolved. Mm. Um, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, I do get, yeah. Did any of you read the magicians books? No. Yes. Uh, Lev Grossman? Yeah, Lev Grossman. Yes. I, I read the first one. So I love the first book. I know not everybody does, and that's fine. But I love the first book as a standalone book because to me, it, it, it over the overall story, when combined with the ending, has a message of this, you know, this thing that you're passionate about is you know can be magical if you approach it in a way if you let it become prosaic and mundane then it will be prosaic and mundane and it will be stifling and boring and life ruining but if you remember that it can be magical and this is the ending of the book to me then it can be fucking magical and i found that really moving and when there were more books and the ending of the first book became not just, you know, look, you can you can open your mind, your heart, your soul to the magic of this thing that you love, and it can be magical again. And instead, it became, oh, this is a hook for more adventures. We're going on another magic quest, dude. And uh, like, like, tune in next time for the next book where not everything is solved again. And, uh, like, we're just going to do more shit, yo. Isn't that how books go? I fucking yeah. hated that part. Um, every, I feel like every major book series, the first book has been, like, pretty good about standing on its own, if needed. Like, I don't know, I think of even the first book in The Song of Ice and Fire is, like, pretty good on its oh, own. Oh, yeah, no, it's great on its we, own. We, yeah. Wheel of Time, I think of the first um, A Series of Unfortunate Events book could kind of be its own thing. So so the thing is, every book, in my opinion, every book needs to stand on its own. If it's just part of, if it's really, if it's volume one of a three-volume story, I guess tell me that so I know what to expect. Um, this book stands really well on its own, and I'm happier with it on its own. I'm going to pretend the others don't exist. Not How do you know that? Feels you that way. You haven't read them yet. 
the I'm just saying <laughs> the, the existence of another book makes me less content with this one. Let makes me less satisfied with the arc that I see in this book. It no longer feels as concluded. Um, uh, as I, I get what you're saying, Peter, but like, I feel like you have to work pretty hard to not see. No, no, no. I'm not uh, saying I her. didn't see potential, but the I way mean, not it, just potential, but like here, here is the road we will now follow is really how the, how the book ends. Like I, I, <laughs> I think like she does a great job of wrapping up her themes at the end, which is really what kind of sets up this sort of concept of, you know, these are the stories we tell each other. Uh, you know, these are the stories we use to define, you know, wh what we want to pass on to the next generation. And like, that is what a lot of the, the book is about. So I think she does a good job of wrapping that up with sort of the, the resolution, especially of like Denya's character. And um, I, I feel like that's what you're picking up on, but like, I don't know how you can read the text of the novel and not be like, well, for sure she's going to write more of these. Um, I think I just trusted, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have uh, a greater uh, interest in and investment in epilogue than some people. I know that in particular uh, I get maybe extra fed up when stories, uh, whether it's a movie that I'm watching or a book that I'm reading, don't have an epilogue where where it tells me a little bit of how things pan out and cruise forward at the end, you know, after mm -hmm. the book ends or the story ends. Um, like I want to see some of the consequences from the, the story that I just experienced. And in this case, to me, those consequences were clear. Is it, is it time for us to like, Push the big spoilers button because I feel. Well, sounds we should like at we least talk about. Yeah, uh, we should talk we should about at least what it's. Yeah, go ahead, Katie. We, yeah, we should maybe like go over a basic outline of the plot first. Okay, so so I'm going to put a <laughs> pin in this. No, I'm going to take the pin back out, and then we can do the basic outline. So I'm just I'm going to say like at the end of the book. I like what you saw as. Oh look, that's the promise of a series, you know, maybe, you know, one book per thing, or maybe like three more books, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like that looks like the promise of a series. That's obviously the setup of a series. Um, to me, it just, part of the nature of the book was, and like the writing style, I think the voice was, leaving a lot of adventures undescribed right because we start out mm -hmm. with a with a woman who is 10 years past her pirating prime and retired and clearly she's had very exciting adventures in the past which is why she's famous and or infamous um and so the book you know makes a practice already of eliding these adventures not telling us what they were just tell, trusting us to know that they were there um and so 
when I, when we get to the end of the book and they, you know, they say, and here are all these potential adventures that she can go on or the promise of adventures that she will, that she is going to go on next. I look at that as like, that is the epilogue. Like she sails off from the end of this great adventure, which I loved. I really enjoyed it with a couple little like things to poke at. Um, we sails on from this great adventure and we know that she's sailing into this, these other legendary adventures and I didn't need to see them. And I thought, yeah, I, you know, I, it didn't occur to me that they might be described later. I just, I'm not mm-hmm. surprised that someone's doing it. Um, uh, uh, someone being obviously the author, but I just, um, but. All right, well, I have to stop you because that's not what happens. She doesn't sail off. She sits down with a person who's going to write the rest of the stories and then begins to dictate. And the narrator who is the person writing down the stories then tells us, come, come back later for more stories. You know what the best thing about the ending is? It's the fact that the end of the book is actually the beginning. See, that's right. It's not to me. Yes, I agree. I, I agree, Peter, that actually I think the book very much could stand on its own. I think you could put it down, walk away, never think like never even think about a sequel and be very satisfied. And I think that's the great part about sure. uh, what, it's one of the great parts about reading is that you could just put it down, man. But, and I'm not going to I'm not going to force you to keep reading them. No, you won't until this podcast <laughs> is, you know, another five years old or whatever. And you're going to say and someone says, what if we read the sequel? Uh, but I, I will I just will say, say this, that. though. Yeah, I, I <laughs> get ready I, for uh, it. <laughs> as soon as this book was done, I was like, I think it's extremely unlikely that they're not going to make more. That seems to be the obvious like indication from the end. But yeah, uh, I am fucking here for it. That was my. That's where I left. I see. One. I see. I maybe I'm naive. I didn't think of it. Um, I was very naive, satisfied no. with. Fine. Don't let me be naive. Fine. You're, Nick. you're a beautiful soul, Peter. You're a beautiful oh, shit. soul. He's Why can't I be again. a naive, beautiful soul? He's getting soul? uppity. He's getting I've always uppity. Been uppity. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I will take the apparently controversial position that it should be a standalone. And I will fight each and every one of you. I'd win. I know you would. (laughs) I know you would. But I would still stand my ground for what I believe to be right. Anyway, uh, Katie, why don't you tell us about the start of the book? All right. So at the beginning of the book, we are uh, introduced to our main protagonist, Amina Al-Sarafi. And she is just a lovely, delightful woman who has been living a very nice and quiet life. And uh, she used to be a pirate. And it's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like my NPR voice? I was just going to say NPR voice. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, we're... She is a retired bootlegger. And she just kind of, like... Uh, You know, she's got shady shit in her past. She's trying to protect her daughter, who is 10. 
so she got pregnant on her last adventure, most likely. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing, though. She never has sex with someone who isn't her husband. She may meet him <laughs> and get married that same night and then have sex, but she's got her morals. That that one, as far as I can tell, that one yes, moral. That one um, moral, and she's very, very particular about it. <laughs> I mean, well, so it is also noteworthy that she did not stop pirating because she got pregnant, as far as I could tell. No, she did it because of like, a, a some terrible event that goes unnamed through about half of the book. Yep, like one of the crew members, one of her good friends, dies in some horrific way that just is unspeakable until the end and but it involves magic it involves magic yes and it's a very very rachel said it's very historical and yes it is it's very like historically accurate like um chakraborty even put like at the end that she puts all these notes that are like yes my main thing was i'm going to make this all a hundred percent basically um right she 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 tried to be as historically accurate as she could to the time and the region yeah um, so minus the plot and the magic of course yeah yeah mm -hmm. so good job good job <laughs> I, I thought she did a great job i'm not like a, a scholar so i can't measure those things oh but... shit me neither i thought most of these cities were made up <laughs> mogadishu is a real place I'm i knew about mogadishu okay i, I did i didn't have to look up socotra or whatever the island is called we should certainly also just mention the uh, fascinating choice of character, so, uh, type of character that we definitely don't see typically. Yes, um, I approve. The aged mother in yeah. not her prime with a bum knee. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she uh, is a believer in Islam. It is a... Um, I, Wait, I'm not she, sure... Was she Islamic or Christian? Islamic. Islam Islamic. 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 Yeah, she talked about okay. the Quran all the time. Oh, right. that's right. Um, there, there, there was is a, Christian a Christian in the woman. crew, right? Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's still out. Oh, of. that's right. The demented lady is Christian. That's right. Demented yes. lady! The, no, the, the you be nice. Poisoner. She's you a be poisoner. Nice. We like Delilah. I mean, I wouldn't say that to her face. <laughs> I mean, well, no, no. You could, you could say she's a poisoner to, to her face. She'd be on board with that. Just don't call her demented to her face. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. I, <laughs> I know. Was it... They said Amina could kill you from up close. Tembu could kill you from far away. And with oh. Del uh, Del Delila could <laughs> kill you three yeah. days later in another city. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is so good. Because she's a poison master from the Sa Busa Sasan, which I'm assuming is a real thing because it's historically I'm, I'm going to guess it's a more accurate like translation or name of what people have called like the Hashashin or something like that, which is the kind of the origin of the, the word assassin mm. to the okay. extent that I, a non-scholar am aware of truths. Uh, and, and also just the setting itself takes place around the Indian coast. Yeah. In that region of the world. So yeah, it's like the um, entire Indian ocean, isn't it? Like, cause, cause mm -hmm. they bounce from country to country when they, they, Get the crew back together, huh? Quite literally, because they're a, a ship's crew. Yes, oh. yeah. They stay, they open <laughs> with a with a get the band back together sequence. Yes, yeah. and I loved it. It was it was kind of reminiscent of like um, Kings of the Wild, 
I definitely like, thought of Kings of the Wild too. Yeah, with the old, like, you know, old pastor prime getting, the gift. getting back. Yeah, yeah. It's except with the note that it's not like as goofy as Kings yeah, of the Wild. It, there certainly aren't as many rock band references. Right. <laughs> right. Like and, you're not gonna and, have Eric Clapton coming down the street with a scimitar or anything. Right. Which is um, a shame. <laughs> it is kind of a shame, but and and it's not. Um, you know, built on like a, at least inspired by like a generic fantasy world. Um, and like Kings of the Wild fills that out really nicely and with a lot of original touches, but, uh, but it, it does that and then can be kind of goofy because we all know those tropes. Um, so uh, yeah, but, but this, this was this a little more serious. Yeah. Well, you know, well, well. With some humor, but. <laughs> uh, I'll just tell you right now, my main takeaway from this book, um, and I was, I, I have been, I mentioned to you guys off air, I've been listening to Writing Excuses lately and watching some Brandon Sanderson lectures and particularly some on uh, world building came to mind. And the most fascinating part about this is like we have writers who spend years developing these fictional worlds and this author just takes historically accurate real world things and makes this amazing uh setting that i think most readers don't know much about and it just goes to show that there's so much in our real world that you don't need to do all of this effort for this crazy world building stuff it's out there Absolutely true. And it it was really, really just stunning in that way. The, I, you know, as much as I love the story, I thought the world building was out of this world. And it, it was literally a, wasn't. It, it literally was. wasn't. It was in this world. <laughs> right. It was a rich, inviting uh, uh, environment and setting uh, that, that uh, Chakraborty uh, invited us into. Um, and I appreciated that. Uh, now, you know, probably, you know, some people take years or, or a lot, a lot of work to build their setting. I think she took that time to research mm -hmm. her setting, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. I wasn't trying to say that, um, it's easier to just use, I wasn't trying to imply that yeah. at all. I was just, I was just, uh, saying how I just think it's very funny that we sometimes, I think, give a little bit more credit for those who spend all this time building their own worlds when, the real world is just as or sometimes even more interesting. I, I'm, it might even be more difficult to write in because I think so. Actual real world politics involved and, uh, you know, people take sides on that stuff. Even like the discussion of like the name of the Arabian Sea in there, which depends on what culture you come from, what the actual name of it is, mm. is like super interesting was part of the, the fact of the in the book. Um. But, you know, like, it's not a world where you have control over, uh, you know, how people take it in because it's uh, got history, you know, real world history and, and cultures wrapped around it that you have to be mm -hmm. respectful of. And, and like, I, I was actually pretty astonished about how deftly, you know, Chakraborty kind of navigates all that stuff. Not to use a, another boating pun, but... Uh... Nope, keep it up. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting too that like the book 
starts, I mean, quotation marks starts because there's a chunk at the beginning that's like uh, setting up the, the uh, what's it called? The sort of surrounding narrative device. Oh, the framing device. The, the framing device. Yes, thank you. Okay. Of like, who's telling us the story? Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to the audiobook either, but the audio, uh, the audiobook does some great stuff with like, yes, there are moments does. when the narrator is talking essentially to someone off screen, so to speak, and like <laughs> the person like kind of moves away from the mic, and they're like, "Hey, what are, what are you doing?" What, and they're like that? banging what? on their mic and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Oh and my they, like, gosh. There's there's a knock at their door, so they knock on their desk. Yeah. Like that sounds all cute. sorts of stuff. Pretty it good. was yeah. But anyway, so after that, when the when the story, the the plot of the novel actually gets going, it begins with like a very supernatural opening with like this crazy, you know, encounter with a demon. And, uh, you know, then after that, it's really, you know, Amina trying to stay as far away from the supernatural as possible. And like the maybe the first like two thirds of the book is like her absolutely please let's not get the supernatural involved and then when it does finally get like it's it's it flips over to 200 percent fantasy magical stuff starts happening yeah, yeah she's I spectacularly think... failed <laughs> <laughs> well i think that that opening sequence you're talking about there was really important because um if it wasn't included i think it would have uh given a false promise right or it would have felt like uh it promised the wrong thing once the supernatural stuff started everybody would have been like what where did this come from what the hell it'd be like the genre Mm. of the novel flipped you know two-thirds of the way through yeah because i I think the author realized that um that her avoiding the supernatural was going to be a problem if it wasn't there right from the get-go to set that tone that's an interesting point but I think it worked out like um, as much as uh, the the primary sort of crux of the 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 fantasy elements of the book revolve around uh, you know Amina's her dirtbag husband, let's say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and how much I hated him, and at every moment he proves himself to be a worse and worse person. <laughs> you hated uh, him? I fucking loved him. Oh my gosh. Did you hear about his butt? You could bounce a dinar off that thing. (laughs) I I didn't say I wouldn't also sleep with him, but I did not like him as a person. So that's, I guess that tells you something about me more than it does him. And he had that um, long, silky, luxurious hair down to like his thighs or something. We could, Mm. we could talk about it when we, when we throw the spoiler light on about his other appearance. So, uh, yeah, the, I thought that the the if the book actually had any lagging points, it was when she, you know we we start to deal with a lot more of the the fantasy stuff. You know, I felt like the the best parts of the book were the more mundane, like you know, let's go visit the pirate enclave, or like you know, it's sort of exploring Mogadishu and like the the world there, and the getting to know the the crew and and all their uh, eccentricities. I really loved all of that. And then, but like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if this is purely like a cultural thing because it comes from like the actual legends of this area or, or what, but like evil so much as it's really more like chaos and versus order is, is like what's presented to the magical world where like 
chaos is sexy and like yeah you know it's out there in the dark and it's a horny moon god trapped in a bowl you know <laughs> and and good is like the worst homeowners association meeting you've ever been a part of you know like that's the part where i really where where we meet the sort of opposite of these chaotic magical forces that are ruinous to the like totally removed bird council uh of of the light Wait. of the divas Wait. you know so, or so whatever I they were. you don't find bird-headed people sexy uh, I mean, Not I have okay. seen the I mean, Dungeons I, I, and Dragons movie. You don't need to defend and... yourself. I'm just like, okay, like mm, it's a good, good information. Good to know. Uh, just, I won't send you that one calendar. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll live and die for Jonathan from the from the new <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons movie. But um, he he goes through a lot in that movie. But no oh, man, uh, he suffers. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I just thought, I just felt like that part was was boring. It was boring. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but like, mean, luckily, it didn't. It didn't really last very long. I mean, you're 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 right in a way. I wouldn't. I didn't find it boring, but it it is um, it is a representation that I've seen. I feel like many times where the uh, you know the law abiding or the order loving powers that be basically have and kind of keep a covenant to not interfere. And uh, the the other side are inevitably more interesting, not only because they're they make things happen, they're instigators, but also because they bother to engage at all. Um, yeah, you, know, it, it, you can't be exciting if you're not engaged or involved mm. in any way. It's just right. Yeah, I've in... seen it in you know the Dresden Files. I've seen it in. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Order of the Stick. I've seen it in. Uh... Oh shoot! Well, I had another example. Oh well. I, I think I can tell you the real reason that that part wasn't as exciting, though. It goes back to what Peter was saying earlier, where that section of the book was purely set up for the next books. It did not. If this was a standalone book, that section did not need to be there. Huh. Yeah, I agree with that. Or it could have been a lot shorter. Because much shorter, yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't need to include those those creatures of order at all. It could have just been she went to the island, and uh, you know, being at the island, you know, did to her what it did to her without spoiling anything. Um, and then she could have moved on, right? That was also so, a bit of a, a a disappointment, I guess. Was that like all she had to do was show up to this? That's all <laughs> you need to do. Well, I also drank the water. I think right. there might oh, be more right, to it. Right, yeah. And I don't know if it was just subtext or if it will be talked about later, but they did in a lot of the lore uh, talk about how that island tends to disappear and move around and only show itself to certain people, right? So I oh, there there right, does yeah. it did seem like there was an element of the island chose her, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really talked about from her point of view. Well, that was something so. else in the book that where you know there was this idea. That like the events that happen are not random, mm -hmm. you know. Then and it seems like by the end, especially Amina is kind of fully on board with the idea that like her fate is not her own to some to some degree, you know. That she's been positioned by God or something to be where she is. But it's just so strange, I guess, to like 
and maybe it's just because there were no other sort of positive supernatural forces in the book except for these the devas and the bird council uh you know that like the face of or like there's no presence for god in the book if he is the one sort of instigating amina to sort of get back into the world uh and i just found that a little odd and maybe you know again it's like something she'll deal with more in sequels but yeah i see what you mean with all of these supernatural uh creatures sort of pulling strings and manipulating things it does and and all the time she spends praying to god it does seem weird that there isn't more of a uh i don't know divine presence a divine yeah Hmm. yeah even even just the sense of like you know a a ray of light through a clouds through some clouds or something or there's not even really even the the subtlest hint well and like everyone is so spiritual not necessarily mm -hmm. religious like religion doesn't really enter into it because these people sort of like live out on the fringes where organized religion doesn't really reach to some extent Right. I think they're still influenced by their organized religions, right? Everyone practices in various ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I can't speak to the author, but I at least would be hesitant to write something that made this like kind of explicit, like, and here's the deity of this religion, you know, right. basically yeah, weighing yeah. in on things. That's a good point. Yeah, you can't introduce like the Christian God and be like, he's just one of many like Christians ain't going to be a fan of that. And I can imagine, you know, even more so possibly for the Islamic <laughs> interpretation. Supernatural. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is uh, even worse would be like, you know, God's actually, you know, a huge dick and uh, just sort of a real piece of shit. Yeah, uh, that's way too true to life. You know Can what I mean? God <laughs> make a dick so big, even God couldn't lift it. Wow. <laughs> I'm asking He's the important big. questions here. Yeah, that's that's real beautiful, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what do, what do we say? Spoiler spoiler band aid. Rip it off. Are we not yeah, already past that? that? But yeah, let's let's yeah rip. We need a big ripping noise. Amina uh, dies at the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Obviously, yeah. there's going to be sequels. We've already yeah. covered that. <laughs> right. Okay. So her husband, her husband's a demon, and I guess that's the father of her child. And like, and and she had some kind of big supernatural experience the from a decade ago that made her quit pirating, and her whole crew went their separate ways. And um, you know, and at the oh, end, oh, like, this was. This was one part where I don't think I totally got it. What happened to that guy? Okay. What was his name? So, Asif? Yeah, Asif. Yeah, Asif. Um, yeah. Oh, Asif. Yeah, okay. So um, the way... Let's see. So he made some kind of deal with the demon that is... Like on accident, husband. right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like the basically. demon didn't intend for it to happen, but yeah, awesome. The demon, no, yeah, the, demon, the demon sarcastically said, sure, I'll give you that thing you want for your soul. And the guy was like, deal. And the demon was like, shit. Um, and, uh, and so then he was soulless, I guess. And we don't really have a lot of information about the time period between that and his death by plague. 
which right. appears to have been an accident. Although, you know, I don't know, maybe it was like, you know, cursed things started happening because of this deal. I don't know. Um, and, um, and then he didn't die. Um, he, he did die. Well, okay. He, but then he, he, they he died. He effectively and he became came a zombie. Back. Right. He effectively he didn't stay dead. And then he was like, oh, I couldn't help but kill and eat these people. I'm sorry. And so, okay. yeah. And so then um, Amina and her crew had to burn him to Yeah. The, gone. the only Not way to, death, to like but... completely destroy him was fire. Right. Um, yeah. I also... According to Raksh. This is a sure. really small, pointless little note, but I'm not even 100% sure if he actually died of the plague or if Amina was just offhandedly mentioning that the plague had killed a lot of people around that time to explain why others didn't question Asif's death. Uh, my, I, that's the kind of... That I, okay, the impression I That's how I interpreted it. it. Uh, okay. I've, I don't have my copy with me. The impression that I got from reading it was that that he died with a bunch of others but maybe it was the other thing i don't know it's well, yeah i mean she she did say that he died at the same time as a bunch of people had died of the plague but i wasn't sure if that meant he died of the plague or if it was just nobody looked into it too deeply but yeah fair eh, enough. it's not I it's not that I can't important. clear that up at the moment but yeah um no my real my real okay, oh pause pause what pa pause um, his thin wrists and visible ribs, evidence of the fever that had taken him, the there sickness that had started as a cough and plagued him with such whiplashes of fever and chills, bleeding and vomiting, that in five days he was gone. Oh, Asus nice. hadn't okay. been the only one to die that summer. A vicious wave of disease had swept through the ports of the Persian Gulf, take blah, blah, blah. But he was the only one to rise from the dead. Uh, Nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. Nice job. Thank you. Thanks. So my, high, five. My, high five. So my impression was, I, I mean, I guess you could read that as he died in this way and also other people died of plague. But I, yeah, I guess I think I you're right, though, that he died of plague. Yeah, I think um, you're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I guess my only beef with this event is not that it happened, but that the book danced around it for so long. Um, like the author kept it from us, the readers longer and kind of deeper than I would have liked, if that makes sense. Um, and not, like, not really for any great payoff. Right. That's yeah. a big issue. I kind of got bored hearing about him and then not hearing anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, hearing about as if, you know, and then, uh, yeah, we know what happened to him. Ugh. We cannot, we cannot <laughs> speak of it. We're just going to be emotionally motivated by it, but we won't tell you how or why. Um, until uh, of all another... of the, yeah, of all of the secrets revealed, that was potentially the least interesting one and it was yeah. revealed last and like typically i feel like you want to make each secret you reveal be more and more interesting and crazy well that makes sense i wouldn't have thought of that <laughs> but also like it was mm, yeah <laughs> kind of the payoff for it was i remember when i burned my friend to death and he was pretty into it actually <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. Wait, was it? Yeah, yes. because she's seeing that vision uh, with like one of the guardians oh, in the cave. Oh, right, right. Somebody's and he's like, ready. I can't believe you burned me to death. I mean, I she's like, like, wait, no, no, no. no. You, you were begging for it. You were on board. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she was. Oh, he was? God. I don't know. <laughs> and everyone, everyone was into it. It was a huge. Yeah. Um, no, like basically like it, it had a huge influence on character motivations over the course of the book. Uh, not just Amina, but all of her friends. Um, and well, it was the breaking point. For right. No, no. Yeah. Right. It yeah. broke up the band. The The burning of Azif was the, was Yoko Ono of, of her pirate group. Oh um, God. And uh, I don't, uh, any, I don't have anything against Yoko Ono, but um, anyway. It sounds like uh, a dying cat. That's what I have against her. Oh my Sorry. god! Please oh, continue. Oh, oh, I, I've never. I don't think I've. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> how often do you hear dying cats? As often as I hear Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah, okay. That's, I'm, I can't really argue with. It. So anyway, no um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I feel like that should have come out a lot earlier uh, there's a there's a you're mentioning writing excuses there's a uh writing blog that i read called mythcreants uh like miscreants but with a myth in the front and uh and they tend to call it meta mysteries the things that the author keeps from the reader even though the characters all know it um mm -hmm. And they're only, you know, saving it for some reveal. And usually it's to the detriment of the work. And I think it sounds like we agree that in this case, it was largely not a, not a great secret to hold. Is it the opposite of dramatic irony? It might be. It might be. Uh, I mean, dramatic. Hmm. Isn't Man, dramatic maybe. irony when the reader knows what the yeah. characters don't? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's an interesting take. I don't know if it's. An op I think an opposite would be keeping it a secret for some more some re like a reason that like evinces or evokes some like emotion or or tension or something in the reader like it it to provoke some kind of specific feeling or reaction dur during the like in the duration rather than just when you reveal the thing but then again I guess it did. And was intended to. So, yeah, I don't maybe. think that's the opposite. I think that's just doing it well. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's a, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Um, um, yeah, really I don't know. Maybe. Though. Yeah, it's an interesting statement. I like. I like the thing you said, Nick. And I'm going to think about it more. I've just never hey, heard the term meta mysteries. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think speaking of mysteries and things that were and were not done well i think i may have solved the riddle of why she got magic powers on the island do you, could it perhaps be because of her link with her husband no i thought they said that like if a human comes to this island they're going to get superpowers that's why we kill them <laughs> oh shit i'm okay never mind yeah, I, I think All it right. was something like that it's like oh oh man you come here and you drink the water shit that's it yeah i mean the bird people were all about like there's too much magic in the world we gotta nip that shit in the butt 
and <laughs> the worst is when humans come here and drink our water drink and, our magic and turn into uh, demigods or something yeah well you know what i was super <laughs> yeah, proud super of my ripped. my theory so thanks oh sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> I oh okay. Decimate okay. your no. hope. Whatever what? whatever Katie okay. said is right. I'm on Katie time. Uh, what? Fuck yeah. I win. <laughs> yeah, Katie win. Well, I don't like this outcome either. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should have went to the island and drank the water. Yeah. Maybe you should have Katie time win is it is. So oh my. uh I guess we should we we we've kind of barely glossed over the plot. Um oh yeah. Oh, you, only just, like, you only just like spit it out real quick. I, I I mean I can do it too if you want. Um, no, okay. Yeah, I talk too much as it is. Go for it. So uh, Amina is uh, found. She's been in hiding. She's found by a wealthy woman who uh, forcibly hires her uh, to find her granddaughter who has gone missing, Dunya. Um, and so this is why Amina gets her crew back together and uh, gets back on her ship and gets back out to adventure. Uh, the woman sort of um, carrot and sticks her, I guess. She's like, I'll give you a million dinars if you find my granddaughter. And if you don't, I'll have your daughter murdered, basically. So she was, it was a very of, uh... pleasant woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like her. She's my best friend now. <laughs> uh, and uh, we come to find that Dunya has... Uh, gone off with a evil Frankish sorcerer who is uh, trying to collect magical objects and uh, I, I know it basically. said at the beginning who the who the what people the Franks are what, I forgot as well I also <laughs> forgot they're French I wanna, a French no I thought it was I, I thought it was like uh, they were like Vikings who invaded France wasn't it and then traveled southward which is why they're so brutal and stuff. um let's see oh no they were they were germanic well that doesn't help me um on amazon well, it says kidnapped by a frank parentheses european i mean sure like that that's as much as matters all right so he's a white devil we got yeah. it yeah no he's he's a he's a He's a white asshole who came into their area as part of the uh, the the Crusades and killed a bunch of people and was totally fine with doing that. Um, and then he went to the other side and killed a bunch of his own people, and then he quit. He was a uh, dickhead. That's yeah, right. He was uh, part of the Crusades, so that kind of fills yeah. you in on where he would come from. The internet says Frank has sometimes been used to represent a very large part of Europe and sometimes is limited. I mean, Chakrabarty Sh- literally uh, spells it out in the, Oh, uh, are you hinting uh, that I should for look the no- it up for the novel? But oh, well, I just I mean, I see how it is. <laughs> this is a solvable g- g- question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, we can't seem to solve it. Look, it is, but at the same time, it's just someone from that area of like middle Europe and let's move on. Please note yeah, that in fine. the voice of the time and place in which this book takes place, the Latin Christians of Western Europe are referred to as Franks by the Byzantines uh, and, oh, and the Byzantine people are the rum. So they're just Western Europe folk. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Western Europe folk. So, so probably he was Greek, you know, so... 
<laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know what? We could probably figure it out. What was his name? It was like Garoppolo. The well, that's definitely, that's that, whatever you just said is definitely Greek. Falco. Falco Balaponeparoop. Palmemides. Palmemides. Palmemandistran. I love that we are accidentally breaking in, uh, joining Pomeranian? the... Yes. Yeah, Pomeranian. Yeah, Pomeranian. I, I, I love the running joke in the book that Amina just couldn't get his name straight. Yeah. <laughs> Palmenestes, I think. Palm my testes? Yes, I'm going to maul your testes. <laughs> Not on a weekday. I said palm. I said palm. Katie's okay, sorry. very concerned about it. I thought her. you were into it. Okay, moving on. Um, And yeah, so he has... Um, well, she's... And he's she's a sorcerer. By yes. the way, hey, he's a sorcerer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's a magic man. He's a magic um, Frank. Oh, and Dunya, we forgot to mention, is the daughter of Asif. Yes. Who died all those years ago. Which is one of the ago. reasons that, that, that Amina, you know, finally takes the case. Yeah. Um, so Dunya is a scholar. She is interested in her family legacy and what happened to her father and all of the above. And this sorcerer is sort of offering her a way out, a way off the island, and a way to find uh, her, I guess, her legacy, her family history. And well, plus um, she was going to get married off on the island. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Be like the eighth wife to some rich dude. But I mean, the governor. No, seriously. What an ass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. I'd be a governor's eighth wife, but that's just me. <laughs> well, I mean. He gets you on the eighth hmm. day of the week. Hell yeah. That's a good deal. <laughs> That's a great Eight deal. Eight days a week, the <laughs> governor will love you. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I uh, the basically they they finally get to the Frankish sorcerer, and he has found a way to essentially make a giant squid or something like that be his uh his his pet. Yeah. Um, through and magic, to, so and the, to the empower mirrored... his. He's made superheroes out of his followers as well. Yeah, yeah. They've turned into characters from the second and third uh, parts of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> yeah, basically. Essentially. It gets very piratey around there. And, but a, um, a mirid is an actual, like, uh, mythical creature here in the real is, world. Is that how they said it on the... on the? Yeah, I think it was mirid. Book. Yeah. Okay. It, so it reads like it, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, sometimes sometimes I am not a word book. Um He just likes to look at the pictures. I mean essentially it's like a big sea scorpion, which are actual creatures that are terrifying to look at. So Wait, really? Oh, that's right. It was described as like a giant sea it scorpion. It was it's like a well, sea scorpion okay. that's huge that also has like wrecked ships sort of stuck to it. Well, and it has too many tentacles. Yeah. Is that a thing? Too many tentacles? For sure. Oh, okay. You learn something new every day. Nick's like, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, the eighth wife of the governor. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, yeah, um, no, it's, it's some kind of like scorpion tailed uh, oct octo squid monster. Right. Uh, and in the book, it looks like it's pronounced like Merid or something. But but yeah, it'd be. Yeah. 
but uh this is her big defeat with against this creature she is uh thrown into the ocean stabbed and she loses her ship and crew and uh that's when she washes up on the mythical island and gains those and, powers yes drinks superpower juice and goes back and defeats him essentially but while she's on the island we haven't talked about this either she gets sucked into a deal because they're not going to allow her to leave unless she agrees to terms and she has to spend uh the rest of her career uh destroying five uh what are they called katie transgressions 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 Uh, but but, you know magical artifacts magic things to the rest of us they mention a few in passing like the golden fleece Mm, uh, or uh i don't know just just that type of stuff though yeah Um, one of them is the main uh macguffin of the book being the um pearl of no the the moon of saba the moon moon of saba Uh, so that's the setup for the next books is that she's destroyed now the moon of Saba and she has to destroy four more to satisfy nah. the deal. Nah. You know what? This actually is very similar to a book that Peter had read for this podcast before and he didn't like that one either. Really? What book? Uh, the Pirate's Wish and the, the Assassin's Curse. And the pirates wish. I don't remember two. this at all. What the heck book was this? It was way early. It was. It's a young adult the book. Pirates. Oh, is this the one with the? Uh... Like Cassandra Rose Clark, I think is the author. Yeah. Did I read the both of them or just the first one? You only talked about the first one, and then I was like, "Yeah." You know, there's a second book. Yeah. And I was like, I did not, or maybe I did. Let's see. But it, it's it's a very similar setup. It's about this pirate girl. Who gets herself into trouble, and then at the end, she's like, "Oh no, there's all of these different things that I must, these different tasks that I must complete to be done." Oh yeah, well that was also a much worse book. Sorry, the way <laughs> that phrasing implies that this was a bad book, it's not. This was a great book. That was also just a bad book, if I remember the book correctly. Fair enough. I don't think I read that one. Uh, I did, but that's just because it was from like the the highlight. No, that's not a, right. Yeah, it's because I was a young adult when it came out, and then I was like, "Ooh, I'm into this." <laughs> did Did you like it? Yeah, because I was also, you know, is that is that the a one young where they adult like, and into is it? it? <laughs> is that the one where like they had to eat berries on an island? Yes, and he got sick if she was too far away. Yeah, okay, and that's right. In danger. Right. Yeah, no, okay, I'm, I'm remembering now. Yeah, it was a bad book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a fifty-fifty so far here on the podcast. <laughs> No, I'm I'm voting twice, so that's that's. Uh, <laughs> well, I've read it 33. twice, and the second time wasn't as good because I was, you know, a more evolved humanoid. That's not how it? evolution works. Did you go to Shush. the islands? <laughs> oh my god, they went on an island too. Sorry, everybody goes to islands. Just shut up about Jeez, it's it. It's so I'm... weird when pirates go to islands. Oh that's my crazy. god. 
Uh, I've been to I a was, bunch of islands and I I mostly just got sunburned. So I, I, I was just on an island and I got a lot of bug bites. So like whatever. I don't go on islands. You can come to my island. Gross. That Utah is kind of an island. <laughs> a desolate island of Mormons. Oh God. <laughs> Well, okay. you got to be careful anyway. or, or Brandon Sanderson won't like you no more. Um, He's not always. Anyway. He has to like you. He's a Mormon. I don't think as long as Mormon you're not work. a Mormon who leaves the church. Yeah. They don't like those Mormons. <laughs> okay, so if I want them to not like me, I should join the church and then leave it? This is no. okay. What? This is yes. kind of, I'm kind that of excited work. by the yes. prospect. We're devolving. Of it. What's even happening? <laughs> Sorry. Guys, we really liked The Adventures of Amina Al Sarafi. Yes, and we I, may have had a couple of criticisms and or complaints, but at the same time, we really liked it. Peter's um, speaking in the royal we. <laughs> I'm not the only one who complained about the uh the meta mystery. That's true. I'm just going to put all of the criticisms on you, though. Okay, you can. I, I, I can bear this burden. <laughs> I, I am durable enough. Uh, yeah, so I may have had some criticisms and or complaints about this book, but I did very much enjoy it and recommend it. And everyone wants to do what I say, so you should all read it. Man, now I really want to read it. And all the sequels, right, Peter? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to really fresh close book. things out. I got, I got, uh, oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I do have a closeout thing whenever you guys are ready to be done. Yeah. Close us out. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm done sounding like an idiot. Sure. Uh, so no. guys, uh, I got, I got five reviews here for the Indian Ocean that I found on Google. Review uh, here's, for the here's, Indian Ocean. Here's someone Wait for five stars. Uh, magical Ocean, very beautiful, very warm. Thumbs up. Uh, all all five reviews here, five stars. So the Indian Ocean, great great place. All, all is it the highest? Reviews. Is it the highest rated ocean? Oh, I don't know that. Uh, Wait, where oh, are we you need, looking? We need answers. It's on Google Maps. Uh, is it higher rated they, than Frank Frank Ocean? There is, is no Frank ocean. ocean. It's a person. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what you need to do now is uh, have a a Dave a Dave contest for the oceans for oceans. <laughs> they can't draft. they can't draft enough oceans. There are only seven. Or no, no, no. We're gonna we'll have to get find people. all of the Atlantics. You got the ocean from the from those uh, high well, school. You got, you got so Ocean's uh, Eleven. No. Ocean's yeah, right. No. Oh well, maybe that might be funny. Anyway, uh, so keep keep saying whatever nonsense you were saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna look up additional oceans to see if there are uh, if they have reviews. Reviews. Oh my gosh. Four reviews um, for the for the Atlantic. Speaking uh, speaking of reviews. Oh, guys, one of them's only four stars for the Atlantic. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. The Atlantic Ooh. is not an alternative to the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> four stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
who was on this who was on the beaches of greece and then went to new jersey and was like this isn't the same <laughs> i mean sure i can get a euro down the way but it's not the same <laughs> that uh, review was made seven months ago here's one from four years ago Atlantic Ocean, much better and way more clear than the Pacific Ocean. Saw many oh, fish here. Shit. And there is even water. Like, water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're really slinging shit at other oceans and bodies of water in these reviews. My god. This, this is this is some magical nonsense <laughs> right here. Um, okay. Only, I need oh to my add. god. Oh my god. No. no. <laughs> what is it? Shocking events have occurred. <laughs> The Pacific Ocean only has two reviews. Yeah, and it's, it's really only right. got it's only got three and a half stars, you guys. You guys, we have to fix this. The Pacific Ocean. One of these reviews great. is two stars. Which means one the of the worst one oceans five. I've ever seen. There's trash <laughs> in every corner. If you are lucky enough to see some fish, but most areas got out of them, sadly. <laughs> Going here will what? also make you wet. But the water doesn't taste good. <laughs> Two stars. They're tasting the water. Listen, guys. If water, you... the salt. Washy okay. water. If you don't agree with that rating of the Pacific Ocean, uh, go ahead and hop on Google Maps and, and change it. There's only two reviews. And while you're at it, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star review. Oh, that was slick. Yeah. So do we have any any reviews we need to thank people for right now? Yes. Can you do that? Because I don't know where to look. I don't. Did we, did we already do this one? Shocking oh, yeah. results, you guys. Shocking uh -oh. news coming back in. <laughs> the Arctic Ocean has 2,712 reviews. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Even what are they? What's it rated at? What's it rated? Oh, three and a half stars. Now it's there's been some kind of review war, I think, where there's a lot of fives <laughs> and a lot of ones. Uh, just to look oh. here, five star review from three months ago. What a great ocean! Food is really vibrant, and service was fantastic. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, look, I insist that we move on, but this is amazing. One more review on Wait, the article. Yeah, I want to hear two, a two-star star. review, also from three months ago, same time period. It was pretty fun. Fish were nice. The birds were nice. Not you, Jerry the Albatross. <laughs> and the polar bears, also nice. They all had knives, however. I would not <laughs> recommend visiting if you dislike <laughs> knives. Oh my gosh. Uh, while 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 uh, Dan was doing that, I did pull up our five star review recently. Is this this isn't uh, Kwame's, is it? Because we did that is. one. We did oh, that okay. one. I thought we did. Well, go ahead and do it again. Uh, if we did do it, I am sorry. Uh, but uh, Kwame, sorry, says, we thanked you twice. Yeah, sorry. Uh, great podcast to have a listen. I really love listening to this podcast. You get to hear some great book recommendations, some great interviews, and the hosts are very laid back. That is accurate. Uh, not, not about that for me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> leaning forward right now, so speak I for got yourself. Such a stick up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. She says it's like it's like having a conversation or people talking about what they read or watch at a party. So yeah, if you go ahead, if you want to leave us a review, uh, we'll go ahead and read it on the podcast for sure. 
um, even if it's bad. And if you want to interact with us at all, go ahead and head on to the Discord. You can reach us there. You can uh, send us a picture of your bookshelf or tell us what you've been reading or tell us we're, we're awful or whatever so you we, want. We do, I believe, have to thank somebody for a bookshelf, some bookshelf pictures. So oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Robert S., for sharing mm-hmm. your bookshelf pictures uh, on uh, on the Discord with us. Uh, the, the, the cookbooks, the to-be-read shelf, the pile, everything's lovely. Just, uh, K- uh, Katie, do you have a professional opinion on the bookshelves? I really like the uh, can of saltines on there. It's very mm. classy. Yeah. Premium. <laughs> premium saltines. <laughs> no, but yeah, I... It's beautiful. He's got that Wheel of Time uh, companion book, compendium thing. Yeah, Yeah, I Uh, saw that. Wheel of Time. And uh, I see the importance of being Iceland here. I don't know what that means, but I would like Robert S. to tell us. Um, So when you find out what is the importance of being Iceland, I want to know. Guys, I don't know what it is about the North and South Oceans, oh, God. but the Southern Ocean. How do I mute you? Two thousand eight hundred eighty-one times. Jesus. Most recent review. Four stars. I think this ocean could easily get four stars. The oceans are very cold, but it is in the South. That's Five it? stars from two months ago. Uh, very nice and humid weather. Friendly locals, although they did try to eat me, but I can't blame them because of how thick I am. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy is. I'm just gonna be surfing Google nope. Maps. Okay, yeah, okay. You, you can do night. that in your oh own time. Oh my god! I did I get all the oceans? Do it on there... my time. How many oceans? You guys said there were seven oceans. No, I there's four. Five. There's four oceans. I, I found five. I it's, it's, oh, it's the seven Wait. seas, right? Yeah, I see five. Yeah. Wait, someone named the oceans to me. The Southern Atlantic, Ocean, Pacific, the Arctic Ocean, the, the Pacific, Ocean, the Atlantic, the, the Indian. Wait, where's the Southern Ocean? It's the South Down Atlantic, there by... Isn't that like the Isn't that just Antarctic? the Atlantic Ocean? You know, ocean. I don't give a it's... shit. I didn't even know that Mogadishu was real, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's like between kidding. Australia and Antarctica. That's oh, it just it just surrounds Antarctica. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so thanks for listening to our podcast. We're leaving now because uh, I refuse to listen to Dan do this anymore. Southern Ocean, five stars. No, mm, uh-uh. <laughs> just, no. Okay, so no. I've been K, you cannot find me on Twitter anymore. I deleted my account. Um, I just gave up on that shit. Yeah, I'm about to do that too. So you can't find me anywhere except at my house. <laughs> and soon she's leaving that behind. <laughs> Iron tootin'. All right. And then we also have Dan, who's going to give us another review. No, uh, no. I wrote my own <laughs> review. It says five stars. The Southern Ocean just surrounds Antarctica like some kind of punk. Five stars. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like just keeping us safe from Antarctica. <laughs> Get your okay. Someone, sixteen people have tagged spiders. the Southern Ocean with with the hashtag drowned. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, 
It's me, Dan Evanson. You can find my stuff at danielevinson.com. Also, hey, check it out. The World of Juno is now an audiobook, and you can find it uh, on Amazon uh, or Audible or wherever you get audiobooks. Uh, you can also come check it out at worldofjuno.com, where I'll, I'll have links for you there if you need help finding stuff to buy. Buy from me, one of the authors <laughs> of The World of Juno. Uh, Beautiful. That's, it. that's me. Thanks. And then we also have Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. Uh, you can find me and the other podcasts I do on our website at toomanythoughtsmedia.com. That's T-O-O, manythoughtsmedia.com. And Surly Sue Peter. What did you call me? Surly Sue. Surly Sue. Okay. I heard like Surly Sue, and I just was like, I don't even, what Like is? tiramisu, except you're grumpy. Oh, but I don't like tiramisu. It's terrible. Um, it's terrible, what? Sue. Sorry, Peter. Mm, what? Hi. Hi, how you doing? Where are you? So, uh, I'm in my little recording box um, to do the recording. Um, you can, uh, can find me on Mastodon, I guess, where I'm uh, Shoeless Pete at Dice.Camp. Um, you can find me at pashafer.com. That's P-A-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R.com, uh, where I post little stories uh, on a weekly basis. You can find me at shoelesspeakgames.com, uh, where you can learn more about the role-playing game that I published called The Well, a lightweight dungeon crawl. Uh, you can also do nothing else. That's it. Those are the only ways. Splendid. And until next time. Keep reading. You were supposed to jump in a little quicker. Oh, I, I thought you were going to do it. Yeah, I no. thought you were going to do it too. Uh, no, why would I do it? Peter always does it. So now I know Jeez. the rules. Um, so yeah, so do, do 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 it again. Do it again. So until next time. Keep reading. Was that good? Did I do good? Yeah, it was alright. That was good. Pretty good. It was alright. Okay. Yeah. Three out of five stars. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs>